Well, hey, hey, what's up, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Amazing Seller Podcast. This is episode number 268 and session number 81 of Ask Scott. This is where I answer your questions here on the podcast after you submit them via voicemail. And uh, I do want to encourage you that if you have not submitted a question, head over to theamazingseller.com forward slash ask. Of course, if you have a question and uh, yeah, I just want to say thanks for showing up and thanks for hanging out with me on another Friday afternoon or morning or whenever you're listening to this, or maybe it's a Monday morning that you're listening to the Ask Scott session. So whatever time it is or whatever day it is, welcome and uh, thanks for stopping by. Uh, Really excited to jump into a few of your questions that you guys submitted, but I did want to address this big review thing that just happened, right? And a lot of you may or may not have heard about it. Maybe you're fairly new to the Amazon space right now, but Amazon really came out with some major, major news and it shook up the uh, the FBA, the, the private label world, if you will, because uh, anytime something like this happens, it can really uh, just make everyone think that, oh my gosh, like, what are we going to do now? And uh, I'm going to be doing some upcoming episodes that will address kind of like the new tweaks that we that we have to do or that we might need to do. Sometimes you might not even do anything. Uh, but I did just want to address that because we just did an episode. Uh, let's see, it was episode uh, 267 where I had uh, Chris Schaefer and Dom Sugar on and we talked all about it in a roundtable discussion. So you might want to go check that one out. Uh, and then Chris Schaefer and I also did uh, one as soon as the news kind of like released. Uh, but I'm not going to sit here and talk more about that today because today I want to answer your questions. But just want to let you guys know everything's going to be okay. All right. Everything is going to be okay. It's just, again, a little bit of a change and, uh, you know what, that's okay. And for some of us that aren't really, uh, relying on reviews right out of the gate might not be a change at all. So just understand that we're going to have bumps in the road. Things are going to happen. We understand that, or at least you should understand that because in any business, you're always going to have things that can change. You can have a competitor that comes in down the road if you own a brick and mortar uh, business, which has happened time and time again. Uh, Or maybe your local uh, business and a Walmart comes in and then all of a sudden you have to pivot or you have to readjust. So things happen. Uh, It's been happening for years. So just understand it's just one of those times and we'll get through it and we'll figure this thing out. All right. So take a deep breath. Take a deep breath with me right now. Doesn't that feel good, right? Just relax. It's okay. You know, things happen, right? It's just part of the process. Uh, Okay, so before we jump into today's uh, Q&A, answering your questions, I did want to remind you that uh, we do have a TAS Breakthrough Live event coming up in Phoenix, Arizona, November 5th and 6th. We still have a handful of tickets left. I say a handful, all right? So if you have not went over there and checked out the details or seen if it's a fit for you, head over to theamazingseller.com forward slash live. All right. And what you'll see there also is that on day two, we're going to be focusing primarily on how to build your business outside of Amazon. So whenever any of these little changes happen or big changes happen, we're not going to be relying on one source of traffic or one source of, uh, you know, our business. And that's really what we're going to be talking about. So day two is going to be amazing for that. Day one is going to be amazing as well, because we're going to be sitting down with uh, 10 Amazon business owners, and we're going to be critiquing and and really diving into their businesses and their struggles, but then also collectively in the room, masterminding with each other's businesses. So it's going to be really, really awesome. So if you're interested, head over to theamazingseller.com forward slash live. 
And if you do head over there and you see that there's no more seats available, still go ahead and uh, register to be on the wait list because if we have any cancellations or anything, we can always let you know first. All right, so definitely do that. All right, guys, so let's get to it. Let's go ahead and listen to today's first question and I will give you my answer. Hey, Scott, uh, my name is Dan, and I just want to say thanks for all the breadth and depth of your podcasts and online information. I mean, it's unbelievable. It's fantastic. Kudos. Thanks for all you do, man. My question, given the importance of photographs and the time and money spent producing high-quality images, should we watermark our photos? I don't know if this is allowed on Amazon. I can't imagine that it's not, but you never know. If it is allowed, do you recommend watermarking our photos to protect our investment and prevent others from stealing? That's my question. Thanks, man. Hey, Dan, thank you so much for the question, and thanks for the kind words. I really do appreciate it for all of you that actually uh, reach out and, uh, you know, say how much the podcast or the blog or anything that I put out there has helped you in one way or another. I just want to say thank you for that. I do appreciate it, and it means a lot to me. Okay, so to answer your question about images and watermarking them on the images, I've seen people do it. Uh, I don't think it's within the terms of service, to be honest with you, because some people could put a, a link that goes to a web URL. Uh, you know, maybe if there's just a you know a C that you see with a circle around it that that re- represents copyright, but then your name would have to be on it. So they they have in there in in their terms of service, as I read it, that you can't have any type of text graphics on there unless it's on the product. Uh, so to have it watermarked, that would be kind of like going against terms of service, right? But I've seen people do it. So to me personally, I don't do that, uh, but I would make the image unique to your product. And I also would make sure that your brand is seen in that image. So if you have a garlic press and it's stamped with your brand name on it, make sure that in that image you see that. So it's not just like a you know, just a generic looking garlic press, right? So you want that in there. If you have packaging, play around with this stuff too. You guys have heard me talk about split testing and I had Greg Mercer on about using Splitly, their new software that actually does the split the split test side by side. Um, you might want to split test having the packaging in the image and then not having the package in the image. But you do want to have some type of, of uh, branding in that image, and the only way that you can really do it within terms of service is to have it on the product, all right? So I would definitely say that. Now, on your secondary images, there's a little bit of room there, I think, that you could have uh, not just graphics on there, because I think that that could be against terms of service as well. Again, the worst that's probably going to happen is they're going to just tell you to remove the image, right? So you could play around with it if you wanted to. Uh, me personally, I have done that on the secondary images and I haven't had a problem where I'll have like a lifestyle picture with, uh, you know, maybe uh, a little bit of writing on it. Uh, so I would say try to stay away from, you know, using the copyright symbol and maybe your watermark on the main image. On the secondary images, you might get away with that. But I would say I wouldn't really worry too much about it because if someone's going to hijack your image or your your product, you're going to know about it. That's going to be more of a concern than them really taking your image. Um, But then you could then report it. You know, if you have your branding in the image, you can report it to uh, Amazon at, at that point, right? So if you have your branding on the image and they're not selling your brand, well, that's clearly a violation and that's going to be easy to prove. But If they are hijacking your listing and they're jumping on selling your product as it was you, 
then there's not much you're going to do at that point because now it's going to be just them jumping on your listing, right? But if they're clearly taking your image and then putting it over on a separate listing and creating a brand new listing, you need to have your brand name somewhere on that image and that would be on the product or on the packaging. So hopefully this helped you. Uh, Again, I don't think an image violation really will get you suspended. I think it'll get you warned and your wrist slapped and then I think you'll have to remove it and then I think you'll be okay. But again, that's just my opinion and uh, you have to do what you feel is going to be right for your, uh, you know, your listing in your business. So hopefully this helped. Thank you so much for the question and thanks so much for being a listener. I appreciate you. Okay. So let's go ahead and listen to the next question and I'll give you my answer. Hey, Scott, Rich here from Cleveland, Ohio. Go Cavs. Thanks for everything you do, Scott. Really appreciate it. Been listening to your podcast for a while. You are the LeBron of Amazon selling. So keep it going. Hey, had a quick question for you. I, uh, Heard about your podcast uh, a few months ago, took action after a couple months, sold out of my first product in a month. I was only making about five to 10 sales a day, but it was, it was a pretty good start. And I sold out a little bit too quickly. And as a direct result, I had no inventory for about a week and a half, two weeks. I launched uh, uh, the next um, batch that I got from China, and now I am not getting any sales a day. I'm getting maybe one sale every two or three days, and I've been in stock now for about a week. I've only sold three products in a week when normally I would sell them you know, before I would wake up in the morning. So I uh, still have the same campaigns running. I just did a few tweaks to see if I could maybe improve that, but uh, curious you know, what uh, if I could do anything, if I'm doing anything wrong. I know you know, it hurts when you kind of take a hit from running out of inventory, but I don't know if it's supposed to hurt this bad or if there's something that I can do. Thanks again for everything you're doing, man. You're changing lives. I appreciate it. Thanks. Hey, Rich, thank you so much for the question and thanks for the props, man. I can't wait to tell my son, who's a huge LeBron fan. Uh, he's been following LeBron, you know, when he did the whole change in teams and that whole thing, and now he's back. So he's not technically a Cavs fan. He's a LeBron fan. He's more of a Heat fan now. But anyway, that's kind of that's kind of funny to uh, to compare me to LeBron James. Wow, you know, uh, I don't know about that. Uh, I can't really shoot that well either. Uh, but anyway, uh, thank you. It was kind of funny, and uh, you definitely put a smile on my face. That was uh, that was pretty cool. I can't wait to tell my son. Uh, okay, so let's uh, let's talk about this. Okay, so you have uh, a product that uh, you launched and it, it was selling well, and then you ran out of inventory for a couple of weeks, and then you went back in. Uh, in uh, you got back in stock with the inventory, and then your sales aren't there and your campaigns are still running. And okay, so here's, here's what, uh, what I would probably do first. And I would need to also look at this. Did you, did you lower the, or did you raise the price to try to, uh, stop yourself from going out of stock? Um, that would be my first question. If we're sitting here across the table from each other, I'd be like, Rich, did you, um, did you, you know, raise your price to, to try to slow down sales? And if you answered yes to that, Well, then I would say, well, your conversion probably went down because that's what you wanted. And now when you get back in stock, that's going to also reflect how you're going to get back into the ranking. Like, again, 
These are my thoughts, my my opinions. Uh, doesn't mean that that's 100% correct. It does depend on the market and the category and all that stuff. But that would be one question that I would have for you. Okay, now if you said, no, Scott, I didn't do anything. I just ran out of inventory. My conversion was the same. I'd be like, okay, well, then we have to look at, okay, do we have other competitors that came in in that two weeks or did, did one of the other competitors start you know, boosting sales or... Is it something that was trending and then as you ran out of stock and you got back in that the trending went down? Like these are all different questions we have to ask ourselves, right? But here is kind of like a strategy that I would probably play around with. Uh, first off, the pay-per-click, I'd get aggressive with that, okay? And the other thing I would do probably for like a couple of days is I'd lower my price. And I'd lower my price and dial up the pay-per-click, and yes, I'm going to spend money and I'm not going to make as much money or money at all, but I'm still trying to just get myself reseated into the rankings. Okay. And so, and I think even moving forward with everyone now all hyped up about, you know, this, you know, the, the big review change and all that stuff, you know, you're, you're still able to give product away at a discount. You're just not doing it in exchange for a review. Okay. That's the big thing. So if you have a list of people that, uh, you know, you've, you know, you've built yourself, uh, you can send out an email and say, Hey, for the next two days, I'm going to have a flash sale and we're going to run this at, you know, 25 or 50% off regular price. And you can either do that through a coupon or you can just go ahead and just lower your price and then just drive everybody there. Right. So that's another way that you could do it. But the bottom line is you got to get sales, right? So we have to ask ourselves, how do we get sales? Well, you would lower your price and then, you know, ramp up the pay-per-click. That would be my first thing I would do. Uh, and then I would go from there, right? And you might have to do that. And then you might have to go back to regular price, see what happens for a couple days and then go back and do it again, right? So you might have to play around with that, but that's a couple different things that you need to do, I think, uh, to really play around with the rankings and see if that's going to help your sales. And again, I just want to let everyone else know that's listening. Like this review change is really about the reviews in exchange for, right? Uh, or a discount for, or a discount in exchange for the review. That's really what we're talking about here. What we're, what we're uh, not looking at is we can still give our product away at a discount. Okay. Or I won't even say giveaway. We can, we can uh, discount our, our items to get sales. And we all know that sales spike, right? The, uh, the algorithm to rank us better, right? And if you're telling me that you were ranking, you know, well, on one day and then you ran out of inventory. So you went out of there, you know, out of, uh, you know, basically out of the eye of, of everyone that's looking for that product. Cause they're not, you're not being found through that keyword anymore. You're on page two or three. Well, we got to get you back there. Well, how do we do that? We do it with sales, not reviews. We do it with sales, you know? So, and I know some people have said you can still go out there and use review groups. Just you're not, you're not using them as a review group. You're using them as a deal club group, right? If you went to slick deals and you put your, uh, you know, your product up there for 50% off, I bet you would sell some, right? Uh, that doesn't mean you're doing that in exchange for a review. You're just doing it for, for a sales spike, right? So I think people just have to think about it a little bit differently. And I didn't want to go on a tangent there a little bit about that, but I had to, uh, because it's relevant, right? It's, it's, it's kind of what we're dealing with and what I'm going to be doing in the future, um, when launching products or even spiking the algorithm, uh, inside of Amazon. Now, outside of Amazon, it's a whole nother story, right? If you've got your, your, uh, external traffic source, well, then you're going to use that to drive sales and then that's going to help get you back. See? So that's how it can work hand in hand. So hopefully I didn't, uh, I didn't confuse you, uh, or go, uh, go on a, a huge rant here and make no sense. I think I made sense, but, uh, just 
you, you have to get more sales. And uh, in order to get more sales, we can, you know, we can do a few different things. And I, hopefully I cover them for you. So let's go ahead and uh, and move on. But Rich, I just wanted to say thanks a lot. And yes, I will be watching LeBron. I'm a fan of LeBron. I have to admit it. I think overall, he's a good person. So uh, yeah, I'll be following him. All right. So uh, let's go ahead and listen to the next question and I'll give you my answer. Hello, Scott. This is Yang. Awesome podcast. You always provide such honest and valuable information and you're always able to go in depth with everything. Thank you so much for that. I have an interesting question if you don't mind answering. My product has been live on Amazon for a month and a half now. I've organically ranked it to several of my main keywords, mostly on the second and third pages before the keyword I wanted the most. I actually ranked it on the first page, fourth one down. And it's crazy because on that page, Amazon has a shop by category. And they are using my product as one of the default pictures, which is pretty awesome because I had no idea that could happen. So anyways... This product is a different design from the competitors and is bundled. On Jungle Scout, marketing demands is around 5,000 total sales per month on this type of product. Each competitor has a decent amount of reviews with one competitor having low reviews, but still making the double revenue of the ones with high reviews. I've checked Camel, 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 and they have been selling for a while. But besides that, there's one flaw in my product I noticed. After research, the quantity it holds is usually not the standard in U.S. markets, unlike the competitors' products. I'm making only one organic sale every other day each week. So the question is, should I keep sourcing this product as a slow investment or switch markets? And also, do I lose ranking spots by switching markets and have to start over? I'd appreciate it if you could answer this question for me. Thanks. Hey, Yang, thank you so much for the question. Great question, by the way. And it sounds like you have an interesting situation here. Uh, number one, you, you've got a product launch, which is great. You've ranked it, which is awesome. That's amazing. And it shows that you know how to rank a product, right? That's great, right? The thing is, the problem is, I think, is that what you had said that in U.S. markets, the or the U.S. market, that is, the holes in your product or the size of the holes in your product are not in U.S. or not standard in the U.S. That could be a major problem, major, major, major problem. If you're going after a certain market and that hole doesn't measure up with the standard size of that market, that's going to be hard, right? So even if you rank on page one, but then after they look at your product and they go, wait a minute, this isn't going to fit. It's kind of like if I was to buy a plug that didn't fit in the wall in the States, but it fit in, you know, the UK, well, that's not going to work, right? I mean, even though I could rank it, it doesn't mean that it's going to work for me. I'm not going to buy it because it's not going to work, right? So I think that's a major, major flaw in the product. And it's not a flaw that can't be corrected. I would I would then see how you can have yours made to be compatible with the U.S. market if that's where you're going to sell it. Or maybe you sell that into the marketplace where, you know, that particular product is made for in a sense. So I think that's a major, major uh, thing that could be uh, making your sales not as high as they should be. And even the people that are buying it, they may buy it and then get it home and then go, oh, crap, this thing doesn't fit. And then you're going to get a refund and you're going to, you know, then get a negative review or something. So I would say that's probably definitely the reason for the slow sales, especially if you're ranking right up there with everyone else. Uh, so would I keep that as a slow mover? Probably not. I would probably try to correct it. Okay. Fix it. 
and then go ahead and get myself to rank like you are and then start getting some sales. I think that's, I think that is the answer. Uh, now, does it matter if you, uh, if you, you know, switch categories? Uh, it could for ranking. Uh, you know, it's really hard to say. Um, I think it's amazing though that you got, uh, that you got positioned there in the shop by category image. Uh, that's pretty awesome, right? So again, you've got a lot of great things working for you. I think we just have to dial the product in, right? We just have to figure out like how can we make the product so it works for the people that are looking for it. Again, it's it's like we can get uh, traffic to a certain product, but if the product doesn't then deliver what it's supposed to deliver or it doesn't fit something, you're going to lose that buyer, right? So to me, it's a simple thing, really. I mean, it's a simple, uh, I guess, diagnosis, is, as I would say it, but it doesn't mean it's going to be a simple fix. You're going to have to go to the manufacturer and say, can I get this thing made uh, with this size holes for the U.S. market? And then you're going to have to dial that in. That's that's my personal opinion. That's what I think will help you. Um, do I think that you should move completely out of this market? It's hard for me to say that as well because I don't know the market. Uh, but it sounds like if those other you know competitors are selling well and you're not, but you're ranking right alongside them, then I would just need to look at and say, you're like, why are they buying theirs and not mine? And it seems very clear that it's probably because of the whole size, right? That's that's just, again, my first thought listening to your question, and that is what I would do. I would contact the manufacturer, try to get that dialed in if I can, and then I would just go ahead and then just relaunch it. Now, the next question that you might ask or someone else might be thinking is like, okay, well, I've got this product now, and I'm ranking it. Do I have to comp- uh, you know, create a whole completely new listing? And the answer is no. I would create a variation of that. So now you've got two different variations, right? You've got one with uh, the holes that fit a certain you know country, and then you've got another set of holes that fit the U.S. Well, you can just let the one variation run out of stock. And your other one will then be in stock. So then now you can just change your title if you have to, and everything else will still rank the same way. Um, And if you wanted to, then you could also fill that other variation with that other size and give people the choice. Um, So that's another thought there. All right, so hopefully this helped you. Uh, I do think that you're you're probably on a good thing here. Uh, You just have to dial it in, and I think that you've learned and figured out the ranking process. That's key. That is key, my friend. All right, so uh, let's go ahead and listen to another question, the last question of today, and I'll give you my answer. And then we can wrap up this thing, and uh, you can go on out there and start uh, taking action. What do you say? Let's go ahead and listen to the question. Hey, Scott. How are you, man? This is Michael, all the way from Amsterdam in the Netherlands. Thanks for everything that you do, man, and for answering some of my questions on your website, of course. Um, My question concerns building an email list. I had my product shipped yesterday, and almost everything is in place to launch my first product. And I would like to give the people a free manual of what kind of technique to use for my product. I want to build an email list with that. Do you have any suggestions on how to do that, like legally with Amazon and stuff? I appreciate the help, man. Thanks. Hey, Michael, thank you so much for the question. All the way from Amsterdam. That's crazy. Thank you so much. Uh, It's awesome to be able to reach so far with the podcast and your proof of that. So I want to thank you and everyone else that's listening from all over the globe. So thank you. Uh, it's really awesome to hear that. Uh, yeah, this is a great question. I've answered it 
kind of in a few other episodes. There's been a couple of episodes where I actually dive into it a little bit deeper and like sales funnels and email list building and stuff like that, which again, with this new update, with this new Amazon review update, this is going to become even more of a priority for myself, but I think everyone, or at least it should be. Now, does this require extra work? Yes. So does that mean that other people are probably not going to do this? Yes. So does that mean it's going to weed out people that are selling on Amazon? Yes. All right. So, you know, all signs to go on this for me personally. Now, there are two episodes that I would like to mention here that we can link to in the show notes as well, but that's going to be episode 237 where I interviewed a guy that actually built a launch list and reached out to bloggers and other uh, influencers and uh, also press, like traditional press, like I'm talking like newspapers and stuff, right? So he had a really unique way of doing it, built a nice little launch list, and that's how he launched his product. He didn't use a review group or anything like that, all right? Uh, The other one is episode 230 where I break down sales funnels and I kind of give you the three that I like and that I'm going to be using uh, internally and externally. But I also think that you're thinking about uh, like how do you get someone that's a customer from Amazon after they buy and get them onto an email list. I think that's another part of that strategy, right? That strategy is going, going to be a little bit slower because you have to get the sale in order to get the, you know, to be able to even you know, introduce an offer for them to want to enter their email address. And there's a few different ways that you can do that. You know, number one, put an insert card in there and have them join your, uh, you know, your VIP club. And that VIP club is just going to be like, hey, we're going to let you know when we have specials and sales. I mean, you can do that. The other one is a warranty, depending on if, you know, they can register for their warranty and, you know, extra bonuses. Um, That's another way of doing it. Or just a straight up, like, information packet or additional videos, um, you can do that as well. So those are a couple different things, or actually a few things that you could do uh, if you're having a uh, insert flyer uh, put into your product packaging, all right? Now, I know some people have put in there like, you know, leave us a review or in exchange for your review, we'll, we'll give you a coupon. You can't do that, right? Like, and anyone that's already kind of created that stuff, which I've never said to put in there, like, you know, give a discount on your product in exchange for a review like that. I would not want to do that because again, if this happened, which it did now, all of a sudden you've got packaging that really goes against terms of service. You know, now that doesn't mean you can't have a discount club. Okay. And in that discount club, once they go through and they buy something, they're going to be brought through your uh, through your feedback and your review funnel, in a sense, or your sequence. Uh, so basically, they buy the product, they can register. After they register, they're going to get that that free bonus or whatever, right? But on the back end of that, after they buy, they're going to also they're going to get the email sequence that you set up in Salesbacker or Feedback Genius, or whatever you're using, right? And then that's going to also help to get that review. But right now, we're talking about how do you build that launch list. And again, like I said, the slower way of doing it, but the to me, the long-term play on building an asset, and I want to put that, uh, really just highlight that. I really want to kind of, uh, you know, put parentheses around that, you know, the asset that you're building is in that email list because, again, if you want to run a flash sale and then drive sales to your listing or to your product, you can, all right? And that's going to spike the algorithm. It's also going to spike sales, which means Amazon's going to take notice and then they're going to rank you better, period. 
Okay. Um, so going into how do you do it? Like if you weren't going to do it through your product sales, well, you would go to like Facebook or Instagram or Pinterest or wherever your audience is hanging out. I would pick one. I would probably start with Facebook because I think everyone has an audience on Facebook somewhere. You can target those people. Um, you can build your own fan page and then retarget those people. Uh, but what I would do is come up with either a discount on your product and then build it that way. So if you're going to do a giveaway of some kind anyway, right, what you're going to want to do then is give them, let's say, 30% off or something like that. And then you're going to build the email list with people getting a 30% off discount or maybe 50% off discount. Because at this point, all we're doing is we're giving them a discount on our product in exchange for the email address. That's what we're doing. We're not asking for a review. We're not doing any of that stuff, right? Amazon has clearly said it's okay to give discounts on your products. You can do that right? The other thing that you could do is maybe if you don't want to do the discount code and you just want to give them 50% off, your regular price is going to be $20. You're going to just lower the price to $10 and then just tell people on Facebook, you're going to have an ad that's basically explaining that you're going to get 50% off for the next two days. Click here to get the offer. They're going to click on the offer. They're going to go to a landing page. And that landing page is basically just a page from a website or a lead pages, which is what I would use. Um, and then from there, all you have to do is connect uh, a, an email service like Aweber or MailChimp or Constant Contact or any of those. And that's going to, that's going to deliver on the back end some emails that can go out after the fact if you're going to run other sales. But a really like easy way is landing page. Okay. You're going to drive traffic to that landing page with the offer again, like receive 50% off. They're going to enter their name and email address. And then immediately a thank you page is going to appear and you set this up in lead pages. And then from there, it just, uh, comes up to a thank you page and says, uh, here's the link to the listing. This way here, you're not just sending direct traffic to the listing. We don't want to do that. We want to intercept it with an email. So we know that those people are targeted and they're going to go there because they're going to want to get that coupon and they're hot right now because they've clicked and they've entered their email address. So they're in that click mode, right? Um, so that's what I would do. And then you can follow up with an email after the fact, um, saying like, Hey, just wanted to remind you the sales good through tomorrow. You know, here's the link again. You could do that. Right. And then this way here, you're driving sales there and you're building the email list at the same time. All right. Again, a little bit of a slower process than if you were to go out and launch, uh, you know, your product to a review group, or I don't even want to call it a review group anymore. Kind of like a deal club, right? If you were able to go out there and find a deal club, and do the same exact thing, but then drive them to a landing page, you're doing the same thing. It's just when you're building your own list, um, you're going to be able to do that yourself in the future. And that's really where I think uh, the long-term play is going to be. And there's so much that we can't even get into today that you can do with that email list as far as like retargeting and you know making lookalike audiences and all of that stuff, which is pretty awesome. Uh, and then we can drive sales and we can spike the algorithm. We can do all that fun stuff. All right, so that's what I would say. And I know I just threw a bunch at you guys, but really just go listen to episode uh, 230 and that'll kind of break it down. 237, again, is another great episode. Talks about doing this as well. So uh, you can find that at the resources on this episode, which will be theamazingseller.com forward slash 268. And the other thing that you'll find there is the transcripts. So there's going to be transcripts to this episode. If you guys want to download the transcripts or the show notes or the links that I've mentioned, head over to this episode, which will be theamazingseller.com forward slash 268. And I just want to say that what I just kind of went over, I know I kind of just threw it out there. It doesn't 
it doesn't have to be complicated, guys. It really doesn't. It could be as simple as just finding the traffic outside of Amazon and then driving them to a landing page, collecting the email address, deliver the uh, you know the link to the product that you're you're promoting, and uh, even even if you didn't want to use a coupon code, and like I said, just do a flash sale, um, and then that way there you can do that. Uh, You can also do contests, and I talk about that in that one episode that I mentioned. We talk about contests, building an email list by running a contest, by coming up with a bundle of of products, not just yours, but you have yours, and then you add two, three, four other ones and make it a good size offer, and then you drive traffic there for a week and collect a bunch of emails that way too. So there's a bunch of different ways you can do it, but uh, that's just a couple, and uh, we will be definitely discussing this more as we move on because this is where my focus is. This is where I think that the long-term play in whatever business you're in, this will be an asset that you'll be able to have forever in that market, okay? And that's that's the way I look at it, all right? It's an asset. Again, let's highlight that. Let's put asterisks around it or an asterisk near it or you know quotations around it, right? It's an asset. And I think if you understand that, you'll see that moving forward, you don't have to worry so much of relying on one channel. All right, so guys, that's it. That's gonna wrap up this episode, this session of the Ask Scott session where I answer your questions. If you have a question you want me to answer on an upcoming session, head over to theamazingseller.com forward slash ask and you can do that. And if you want to attend this live event that's coming up, if there's still tickets available, uh, head over to theamazingseller.com forward slash live. I would love to meet you in person and hang out with you for a couple days and we can uh, we can help each other grow our businesses. That's really what I want to do here. So definitely would love you to attend that if you're available. All right. So guys, remember, I'm here for you. I believe in you and I'm rooting for you, but you have to, you have to. Come on, say it with me. Say it loud. Say it proud. Take action. Have an awesome, amazing day, and I'll see you right back here on the next episode.